What's going on, guys? Hope you all are doing well. Welcome back to the Run Free Podcast. This is episode number 11. And, uh, oh man, New York is on the horizon. So excited to be getting out there. Uh, I'm recording this on Wednesday. Got everything packed up in the car. About to head down to Phoenix, catch a 5 a.m. flight, like leaving at 5 a.m. kind of flight. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be an early one out of Phoenix to get ourselves to New York. But uh, man, so excited to uh, to get out there, and I always feel like going to these races after you know retiring. I feel like I've I'm going back and I'm racing myself. Like I get that kind of excited every time I go to one of these major marathons with Sarah or with any of my athletes that are running. So I'm um, super excited. Uh, had a good day today. Went for a little run with uh, one of our fellow Run Free coaches, Jimmy went out for a run with him such a good dude been coaching him for over a year and um just just a pleasure to be around and um it's been fun to just watch him grow in more ways than just running and you know that's really what we want to do at run free like you know it's it's good if we can help people physically and obviously that's our goal but more than anything like we want to go on the journey with people as they're developing their hearts and um and their own mental toughness and their own emotional um, intelligence and all of that stuff that comes with the physical training is, is really like the lasting part for us that for me, myself personally just gets me super, super excited. So anyways, I had a good run with him. Just hit a little, uh, ch- no, I didn't do chest today. I did a shoulder and tricep workout today, uh, this afternoon. Had some techno blazing for like an hour. So if I start screaming at you in this podcast, it's not it's not me. It's the, the natural testosterone from just pumping out some weights to some techno music. But anyways, I am way off track already. Um, so in this episode, guys... I want to double back and connect the last episode. We had one of our listeners, one of our fellow Run Free community members, uh, email and just be like, hey, like, I loved your last podcast, but like, you know, what about like pain you shouldn't run through? And it was kind of like one of those moments where you just hit yourself in the head. You're like, oh yeah, I kind of forgot to define what kind of pain I'm talking about. That's kind of important here. So my apologies on that. That should have been done right out of the gates, but somehow I just assumed that um, you guys knew what was going on in my head, which is never good. (laughs) But anyways, um, you know, obviously the kind of pain I was talking about in that last episode is that kind of like, tired pain it's like that dull throbbing like my whole body hurts kind of pain it's it's the pain that we all experience when you get deep into a workout or deep into any race um where you're you just feel like hey i'm just suffering here it's not like my quad in this one specific spot feels like someone's poking me with a knife it's not like that kind of pain and that's what i want to start out with is you know differentiating between those kind of pains uh there's the pain that's just like natural i'm tired i'm working hard i'm pushing with everything inside me and i'm my whole body is just physically exhausted my lungs are burning i'm breathing super hard i got snot coming out of my mouth like out of my mouth out of my nose (laughs) Um, that, that kind of pain is, is the kind of pain I was talking about in the last episode. So today I want to go back and address this question specifically, like what kind of pain is the kind of pain where you consider calling it? And I want to approach this episode with a lot of, 
um, understanding of other people and and freedom for other people to be like you know i'm just trying to help you figure out where you stand on this issue of like when is it time to drop out of a race or when is it time to drop out of a workout and right out the bat so i make it completely clear like i respect people on all ends of that spectrum from like i drop out at like the smallest twinge that i feel in my pinky to the to the person who's like i'm never dropping out i'll never entertain that thought i'm turning this podcast off right now like (laughs) i respect everyone and everyone in between those two extremes um, on this issue because it really is a pretty personal issue but i do believe it's something that athletes should have figured out before they have to have it figured out so I want to give you an example of, of myself and, and me dealing with this issue throughout my career and, and why it's important for us to have this discussion now so that when you're in the race and you're in the moment and you're out there or you're in the, deep in a really hard workout, um, you have a clear criteria being like, this is how I decide if this is pain I'm going to run through or, or this is pain that I'm going to drop out and, and live to fight another battle another day. So that's that's really the goal of of the episode today. It's just to have a discussion on dropping out and uh, dropping out of races, dropping out of workouts when it might be appropriate for you. And like I said, maybe it's never appropriate. And I, like I said, totally respect that. Um, but I think it's an important discussion for us to have something um, that we should address it in, as part of the run free community. So kind of jumping into it, my experience with dropping out. Oh man, this is, it's a little bit hard for me to talk about because, so for the longest time, I'd never dropped out of any race. So from the time I started in the sport, I was 13 years old when I got into running and never dropped out of any race, never stopped. I want to make sure this is correct if I'm saying this. I'm trying to, I'm like rifling through like, like 13 years of memory here. Um, I can't remember, that's a better way to put it. I can't remember ever stopping a workout in the middle of a workout. Like I feel like I've finished, like I found a way to finish every single workout, which to me seems a little bit unbelievable because you know injuries do come up in the middle of workouts and sometimes you're not able to finish. So I don't know, there must've been a couple workouts in there that you know injuries kept me from finishing, but I can't remember them. So I, I was that kind of devoted to this mentality of like, I am not stopping. Like I'm gonna finish this workout. I'm gonna finish this race. I don't care if I have to drag myself to the finish line and I finish an hour behind everyone else. Like I'm gonna get there. That was always my mentality. And I think the reason why I had that mentality why a lot of people probably have this mentality is that they're afraid and i was afraid that if i open up this door of entertaining the thought of dropping out that i'm going to drop out whenever i feel any level of discomfort and i'm gonna get into that a little bit later in in my journey of of experiencing a little bit of truth in that but really like seeing that there was a lot less truth than I thought, you know, like I thought like, Oh man, if I drop out once I'm opening up the gates, every time I feel discomfort, I'm gonna drop out. And it wasn't like that for me, but I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. So anyways, going back to my story, pretty much all the way from the time I was 13 till the London Olympics in 2012, when I was, what year are we in? 
29 <laughs> when I was like 30 let's just ballpark it my math is not good instantaneously like that uh let's just ballpark it like 31 or 32 or however old I was um never dropped Avarace never even thought about dropping Avarace wouldn't entertain the idea and then I got I was in the middle of the London Olympic Games not the middle it was towards the beginning like first six miles and I don't know if this has ever happened to you guys where like you you have problems in your build up little aches and pains and then like something completely new pops up during the race well that's what happened to me um you know, I, I'd been having problems with plantar fasciitis in my foot for like six or seven months, and that had finally cleared up right towards the tail end of my buildup for the Olympics. But I was compensating with my stride, and I'm going to talk about this later on. Um, and so that caused me to have a lot of hip pain on the other side. And so I was dealing mainly with the hip pain, and that's what I was most concerned about. So I wasn't even thinking about my hamstring. And so then my upper hamstring on the opposite side of the hip, the same side as the plantar fasciitis, all of a sudden it starts pulling on me in the, in the marathon. And this was early, like mile three or four. And I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, I've been here before. Like I've run the London Marathon. When I ran 206 in London, I remember at mile like five or six, my calves felt super tight and i was in like tired too and i was like oh this is not good i guess i have 20 miles of running to go here but what i found with marathon and i think i learned this from dina caster and meb was like just just chill out like it will pass you know like you're gonna go through good patches and bad patches i think that was dina's line and that that can be very very true in marathoning where like something random it starts hurting and you need to just like weather the storm and so i i was kind of having that mentality with my hamstring i was like okay like it's tight it's getting tighter it's a little bit sharp it's getting sharper but you know maybe like a mile from now two miles from now it's going to loosen up and you know be all right or maybe sometimes too i had this in new york city marathon the one year i ran it um in 2009 i believe it was where i was having hip pain um and again out of nowhere but it was just kind of like that dull throbbing pain and I just ran through it and I never even thought about it. Like, you know, after the 15 mile mark, I was other parts of my body were, were uh, demanding my attention more than that hip. So I didn't even feel the hip the last like 10 or 11 miles of that race. And so that can happen too in a race, but then I had to deal with the repercussions of running through that. And I, it caused like months and months of, um, trying to get my hip back in one piece after having run through a, a marathon um, in that condition. So, so anyways, this is all what's happening inside of me during the Olympics. I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to relax. I'm trying to be patient. I'm just hoping it's going to get better. I'm praying it's going to get better. And it just keeps getting worse and worse. And it, it feels like it's just grab, starting to grab me. And I'm noticing like my stride is starting to change a little bit. And, uh, and then I just remember like praying and asking God for wisdom and it's so hard. And I'm sure you guys can relate to this. Like when that's you, when you're out there and something is really wrong, it's really hard to not get emotional. And I'm going to talk about this later on, but I don't usually make very good decisions when I'm really emotional. I don't know about you guys, but that's not usually when I'm at my best in terms of making the right decision. So I was trying to just like keep my peace and, and trying to pray through it and asking God questions. And um, I felt ultimately like he was telling me like live to fight another battle another day. And so for the first time in my entire life, I stopped 
and started walking and it felt so weird it felt like i was in a movie it was like a surreal moment where it's like is this really happening and i almost started running again because i was like this just doesn't feel right like the you know there we have a certain mentality for so long and you're so like legalistic about it when you break the rule it feels like your world just comes crashing down on you and it was really really hard and so you know i ultimately walked off the course and then like got slammed with media like right off the bat you know like in interviews the last thing i feel like doing right now i just want to like transport myself to my room and just like curl up in a ball and just lay there for a couple hours and process what's what's happening you know um but we, we don't have that luxury when you're at the olympics you gotta you gotta talk to the media when they want to talk to you so did a few interviews and and that kind of began my journey of redefining when is it okay to stop and so i want to have that discussion with you guys today like when should you stop when should you not run through the pain so there's a I, i've kind of developed um oh real quick before i get into this i have notes i'm looking at my board if you're being like why is he stalling right now <laughs> i have this giant whiteboard but i have too many podcast ideas on here right now so it's all kind of jumbled up in like miniature handwriting i'm having to sort through it um but uh interesting side note you know you you look at that um extreme that experience from the guy who's like i'm never dropping out of a race no matter what and then you know ultimately coming to the end of that road and having to drop out of a race choosing to drop out of a race i mean i could have finished i could have kept going but choosing to drop out of the race and just have my world crashing down and become like an emotional mental mess as a result of that and then i want to contrast that with what i see um primarily with african runners guys from ethiopia kenya eritrea like what i see with them is like they just like go for it right like they just go with the lead group even if they have like no business going with the lead group and this is a generalization of course not every single guy is like this but for the most part this is true and this is and i've trained in kenya i've i've watched and observed i've trained in ethiopia watch and observe it's like there's like one group and everyone goes and then you know it's just carnage <laughs> um off of that group you know guys are just falling apart and hopping in the bus early and it's just like war battle zone out there but like so their mentality is just like go with it until you can't go with it anymore and then hop in the bus and come back the next day or not the next day let you know you want to take they take their easy days as well but come back for the next workout the next race put yourself out there again go for it again see how far you can get when you can't go any further stop save it come back the next day do it again that's kind of like a generalization of what the african mentality is like and so they don't get bummed out when they drop out of a race uh, i've talked about this before but you know you go to the finish line of a major marathon all like the westerners you can tell who ran well who didn't like we just wear it all over our face because we're so bummed out the african guys like i can't tell who had a good race who had a bad race like they're all just sitting around drinking tea laughing having a good time some of the guys dropped out some of the guys won the race and everywhere in between um but that's because you know they don't they, they have this mentality of like i'm just gonna see how far i can go and if i can't you know when i'm off i'm off and come back another day and go again so it's easy for them to step off it's not emotionally draining for them um 
so that's kind of like the other extreme that that i was that i was observing from the outside and being like you know what like that seems kind of nice like that <laughs> looks like um you know a much healthier approach than i'm having with this like really rigid legalistic view of and again you know i i, I want to make it clear i have a lot of respect for people who have that kind of drive and mentality of like no 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 i'm not dropping out so i'm not saying like those people are like overly legalistic but i'm saying like i found that to be um rather not not life-giving for me you know like i found it to be almost like it was like bondage like holding me in chains and you know when the chains broke like i was a mess um, compared to the African guys who seemingly can drop in and out of races and not have it be a big deal. So all that to, so you got the two extremes there. So think about like, well, where am I? Where do I want to be in those two extremes? And uh, so now I want to move into talking about reasons that you might consider dropping out of your race or your workout. And I'm really, my perspective on this has changed to being from like dropping out is a weakness and dropping out is a f sign of failure to actually like I need to protect myself. I need to be good to myself. I wrote about this in my book, a whole chapter on like partnering with your body and, and transforming the transformation that happened inside of me of like feeling like I needed to um, kill myself to being like, no, actually my body wants to do what I want it to do and I need to partner with it. And sometimes like I need to protect it, you know, like sometimes it's screaming at me, it's hurting and it's saying like, if you keep going, we're gonna have a big problem for a long time and it's screaming at me and I'm just like, no, 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 no. Like I'm I'm in charge, you submit to me, like you be quiet, just sit down and shut up. Like I'm, I'm getting to the finish line, you know, is kind of my mentality. But that's kind of shifted over the years to being like, no, actually like I need to be good to myself, I need to protect myself. And there's some signs that my body's giving me where I am choosing to say like, this is my criteria. If, if these things, if X, Y, and Z is happening, like I'm done, I'm dropping out. So what are those things? That's, that's what I wanna move into now. So what kind of pain is pain that I personally don't run through? And that I would even suggest to you guys, like you should also not run through in view of a, a, you know, a, a higher view of your overall running, looking at it from years and years and your health and longevity, you know, as the major concern here. So th this is the kind of pain you shouldn't run through. Number one is sharp pain. Um, so obviously there's a big difference between like dull pain and that sharp pain where it feels like someone's stabbing you with a knife. I don't run through sharp pain. Usually if it's some kind of sharp pain or there's cracking or popping or any of those kind of things, I think it's kind of like intuitive, but those are all things that like, if those things are happening, like there's probably something really going on inside of wherever that's coming from, you know? So um, sharp pain, I don't run through. Another criteria I like to use, and I touched on this briefly already with the uh, London Olympic story, but is pain that's getting worse. So if 
if it's getting worse, and when I say getting worse, I mean getting worse over a long period of time. So like, for example, in London, it wasn't just like it was getting worse for two minutes and then I'm like, I'm out. It was like, it was like this process of like three miles. So like 15 minutes of running, it was just getting worse and worse and worse. And so I could, I could tell how it was trending over at least, and I'd suggest that too for you guys, at least like a 15 minute period of time, or if it gets to the point to where it's getting sharp and really, really intense, then, then, then you call it. Um, if it's causing limping, that's another thing. Like if it's changing your gait, you're liable to hurt something else. So you have one injury, you're liable to get another one. And if not in this, the race itself in future, um, training bouts and just, you do not want to, um, cause changes to your running form and your gait. Your body's so accustomed to you moving the way it moves that when it's injured and it's trying to compensate, bad things happen uh other injuries pop up i mean so like for example myself you know i had plantar fasciitis uh getting ready for the trials in 2012 had to train through it didn't even i couldn't even tell i was compensating but i was in pain you know and so it's just a very minimal compensation and then like i said it turned into hip pain on the other side and then it turned into a hamstring injury in the olympics and then that turned into on going to the other side uh, a pulled quad like a really nasty one that lasted like three months on the right side and then went to the left side pulled quad then went back to the left side i mean yeah the right side um a sacral stress fracture and it was just like this ridiculous string where it's literally jumping from side to side of my body and that's the kind of stuff that can happen if if you choose to run through sharp pain pain that's getting a lot worse and pain that's making you limp uh, another kind of pain I don't recommend running through and that I wouldn't run through is a uh, sickness that's below the neck. Obviously when you're sick, head colds, stuff like that, like it's gonna, it's gonna have its effect. I will say this though, um, the common cold, sometimes you can still run really, really well with that and your immune system will actually like amp up before you get really sick. So like, Say like you're just starting to feel it coming on. You guys know what I'm talking about. It's like a little something in your throat. You can just kind of tell something's going on in there. If that's what's going on, like you can actually race really well that day. It's when it kind of is in full, like all the symptoms are coming out and you're a mess and you're not sleeping well, then, you know, obviously your performance is compromised, but that's still like, you can like go give it a shot, you know, go put yourself in the race. If you have a head cold and, uh, and, and see, like you might be able to run really, really well still. Um, but sickness that's below the neck. So when it's in your stomach, I don't know what it is about it, but stomach discomfort, and I'm not talking about just like, I don't know, a little bit of bloating or a little bit of having to go to the bathroom or a little bit of uneasiness. I'm talking about like you're actually like throwing up and you're really nauseous. That kind of pain typically don't run through. Um, that really, that whole body ache fever that can sometimes creep up. I don't run through that. Like you're, that's not even worth putting yourself out there. Like you're, you're not going to have any fun and you're going to get nowhere near to your potential. So there's really nothing to be gained by putting yourself out there if you're in that condition. Um, unless, you know, like there are those circumstances where you're running for team world vision or hall steps foundation, or you're, you, you have people counting on you and you need to go put yourself out there. That's an exception to this, you know, like 
you can you can run through those things it's just not gonna be a lot of fun and like i said you're not gonna get um, a good idea of where you're at um so these are kind of the criteria that i like to use with pain but even with this criteria it can be really hard when it's you the athlete out there to assess but just just try and not make it an emotional decision uh, make it like uh, let me actually like pay attention to exactly how i'm feeling exactly what's going on and I, if it's these things uh, i'm i'm calling it but even then it can be really hard to do like for example sarah the frankfurt marathon a year ago um she just developed some peroneal pain like right before the race is really random and in the race i am literally i'm on the bike with her because at frankfurt marathon like you can have a person bike with you and then they bike up to the water station they get off their bike and they hand you your bottle from from the uh, side of the road so i was doing that for sarah giving her bottles and you know we're going through the race and she's super fit we're really excited about her fitness level but obviously nervous about her peroneal but i can't even tell that she's in pain like no grimace um, nothing weird with her stride uh, but at one point in the race is about mile like 15 or so I, I just checked in with her when I handed her a bottle I was like hey how you doing and she's like she just just like almost starts crying she's like it hurts so bad and I was immediately I was like you're done like step off the course and I get kind of like emotional just even thinking about her talking about it just because man, my heart was just breaking for, you know, you guys know how it is. Sometimes you train for these marathons for like six months. You've been pointing at it, dreaming about it. And then to have it all go wrong in the last 10 days before the race, it just like breaks your heart, you know, and breaks my heart from the outside watching it as well. Uh, but I think sometimes that can be helpful. If you can get someone out on the course, if you say like you in Sarah's situation, you have something going on going into it, you know, if you have family and friends out there, you know, maybe you give your husband executive rights and be like, hey, like, just check in with me when I run past you. And if you can tell, like, I'm physically in a lot of pain, just give me permission to step off the course. Like, sometimes that's all you need, you know? It's like, you need someone to just pull the trigger for you. And that's that's what I had to do with Sarah there. I was just like, you're done. Like, that's it. Like, and so that can be really, really helpful. Um, you know, ideally, if it's your coach out there, that's great. Um, but that kind of takes the the onus off the athlete to have to make that decision. So that can be a conversation you have, you know, with your family members and be like, hey, like maybe just help me kind of work through this when I'm out there. If I see you out on the course and, you know, I have something going on going into the race. Um. All right, so that those are kind of like the physical um, things that are, can be going on that I'd suggest just you know considering dropping out of a race if if that's happening. But I think what I've learned too, and I, I touched on this briefly with Beijing, not Beijing, with London, is like how hard it was to not make an emotional decision. I remember my pastor um, Eric Johnson talking about how like you should never make a decision in the wake of like being really down and when you're really emotional because it's really hard to make a good decision in those moments um so that's i think really really important that y you have a clear criteria like i've been saying kind of over and over again you have this clear criteria and then you can make an objective decision that's not based on emotion so if you're like just like 
I'm, I'm emotionally like I'm freaking out out here like what's going on I'm so frustrated and so mad at the world whatever it is whatever emotions that are going through you like I don't drop out of races for emotional reasons like I kind of draw the line there where I'm like okay I'm not going to drop out because I'm emotionally frustrated because the group is getting away from me right now and I thought I could win this race and the guys are way up the road I can't even see the leaders or the helicopter you know and I'm so frustrated like that's to me like that's not an okay reason to drop out but again, everyone is um, entitled to their own opinion and entitled to have their own criteria for, for dropping out of a race. And maybe there is a point where you're just like, you do, you just need to protect yourself emotionally and mentally. And I, I can see why. Going back to the African mentality, when those guys drop out of races and they just don't really care that much that they dropped out because they don't see it as like failure. They're just like, this is just part of the journey. Like this is how you get to see how good you can be is you put yourself out there, you go for it, but then you stop when you're not running well. Like, so there's no like emotional reaction to what they're doing. And I think there is a time that you're being like, you do need to protect yourself emotionally and mentally. Cause I don't know about you guys. I've had some really mentally scarring, both workouts and races where you guys probably know what I'm talking about. If you've been running for any amount of time, but you know, those races where for me, like I'm thinking specifically about world cross country uh, and the 12 K champs, I ran the four K champs at the world championships. And then the next day I doubled back for the 12 K and I ran well in the four K, but then the 12 K, I went out with the leaders and it was just like hang on for like the last like 8k of the race and it was miserable there's no good memory from that experience like it was just like a death march for 8k and you know that was back when my mentality was like I'm getting to the finish line no matter what but in hindsight I almost wish that I would have just went with with the group went with the leaders and when I was off and really off you know and off for a period of time it's being like you know what i'm good like i'm gonna come back i'm gonna fight another battle another day some people might look at that and be like you gave up you gave in like you're weak that is it can be seen that way for sure if you want to see it that way but if you want to see it as like no actually like this is how i'm growing this is how i'm getting stronger this is me tasting what my goal you know, my goal is to run with the best guys in the world. So I get a taste of it. I, I see how far I can get and I come back and I do it again and I do it again. And I do it without this like death march last half of the race um, that is no fun, emotionally scarring for me, mentally scarring for me. And where I look back and be like, yeah, I finished 190th out of 191 guys and I was five minutes behind the leaders. When really like I'm not five minutes slower than the guy who won the race it's just i fell apart i crossed my threshold line and then the wheels came off and my day was over so really like i was a lot closer than it looks on paper but it's really easy to convince yourself otherwise when you're looking down the result sheet and you're like what i was that far off my pr or i was that far off from winning my age group or whatever you know it is for you that was your goal going into it it's really easy to just be like look how far away i am like and then you get frustrated you get upset you start questioning yourself and it just creates like really 
you know, bad things can happen. And, you know, one of the workouts that I like to have athletes do all the time is like, let's do body guided thresholds at goal half marathon pace or goal marathon pace. And so literally like they go and they run the pace that they they want to race at until they can't run anymore. And then they stop, take a break, reset, and then they go again. And I love that workout because it kind of teaches this mentality of like, I want you to get a taste of what this feels like. I want your body to get a taste of what this feels like. I want it to not be as shocking and jarring as it was a week ago or two weeks ago or a month ago. I want this to start to become your body's new normal. And you can do that with racing too. Like that can be your approach. Like I'm going to go and I, I do this now with um, some of my athletes uh, are trying to chase down Olympic trials, qualifying marks in the marathon. It's like, we're going to go to X race and we're going to run at the Olympic trials qualifying time. And if it's not happening, step off the course, we're going to come back. We're going to go again. And this is very similar to what I do when I was at Stanford, when I was 5k training, we'd often pace a 5k before we race it when we're really trying to nail a fast time. And we'd pace a 5k at, at the goal pace, but we'd stop at 3k. And it was just like, just starting to condition the body, just hitting on it a little bit, just preparing it for what's to come. And I felt like that was super, super effective. So you can do the same thing within races too. Like you can pace someone else and be like, Hey, I'm going to take you 30 K of this marathon and I'm going to run, you know, my goal pace for my next marathon. Or you can enter the marathon yourself and be like the moment I'm off pace, I'm going to step off the course. I'm going to come back. I'm going to go again four weeks later, five weeks later. So I guess kind of my main point with all of this is just protect yourself, be good to yourself there is a kind of pain that I would say is not a good pain to run through. So just be be aware of that. Um, there's other stuff I want to talk about. Talked about emotion. Oh, yeah, and especially, guys, with marathons, specifically for marathoners, like when you can only run – two three sarah's kind of defined the normal here but you know typically you can run two really good marathons in a year like don't burn a match unless you're gonna light a fire like we get a limited amount of marathons where you can really like see how fast you can go and even like throughout the year you know it's like like it doesn't matter you know if you're going for a pr if you're going for you know, you're 70 years old and trying to run a fast time relatively for a 70 year old or whatever it is, you know, your personal best for, for the last three years of your life or something like you just want to like really nail one. And you only get, like I said, two, maybe three opportunities to do that. So like, if you only get three matches to light a fire, like I would suggest don't light that match if, if you're not going to light a fire. And you can tell when you're going to light a fire and when you're not, you know. And sometimes it's harder to tell than others. But sometimes you're just like, you know, I'm so off today and I don't know why. I can't figure this out. And I would suggest, you know, maybe you consider like this is, you know, I'm not going to light a match. I'm going to save it for another day. I'm going to come back and fight another battle another day. So just really important um, that we figure this out, that we have this discussion. And really, you know, that's my goal with all this is just to get you guys thinking about it, for you to have conversations with your running buddies, with your kids, with your teammates, um, whoever it is in your running community that you talk to you about this kind of stuff. 
you know, just have a conversation. Be like, you know, I'm, I've been thinking about like, you know, dropping out and when is it okay to drop out if ever? Like, what's your take on it? You know, and like hear what other people have to say, hear their opinions on it, hear their own personal experiences. Um, and then figure out where you stand. You know, like what, what criteria do you have for yourself that you're going to choose to step off the course some days? And maybe there is no criteria and, and you're just going to go to the finish line no matter what. And like I said, I have a lot of respect for people like that. Like it takes a lot of willpower to, to do that. So anyways, guys, that's all I have to say about that. I hope that was helpful. I hope that um, kind of clarified there, you know, the difference between the pain I'm talking about in the last episode um, compared to you know, the physical pain, the emotional and mental scarring that can happen as a result of, you know, running through some really bad races. So anyways, guys, I guess I'll talk to you all on the other side of the New York City Marathon next week. Um, I'm excited for next week's episode. Talk about uh, mantras that get you through the moment. So I got like a big old, not big old, 22. I have 22 mantras that I want to share with you guys that I'm excited about that I've personally found to be helpful for me um, to get me through those moments of the race that are that are really trying, really difficult of the race and also in training. Use these all the time as well. So anyways, happy training, guys. Hope you all are doing well and that um, life is just good. You're enjoying the fall. You're enjoying your runs and um, just thriving. All right, guys. Blessings on you all.